The phone lines, look at that, already open, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell, ready to take your calls for the length of this program tonight. Lots of stuff to get through here, the process of obtaining better severance, some emails, and, of course, top priority, as always, your phone calls, your contributions to the show each and every time we're on the air Monday night, Wednesday night. you got the weekend shows and Employment Hour and 30 happens on Global TV and CTV on Saturday and Sunday morning. So a ton of stuff to get through as we get the phone calls lined up already here. Lior, what do you got going for the uh, the opening salvo the week that was? How are you? Hey, man. Uh, all good. Uh, been a, certainly a busy day uh, and a busy week so far. Uh, I've, mm-hmm. I've just gotten off the phone for my last call of the day probably uh, 10 minutes ago uh, with someone just answering some questions. And that's wonderful. That's great. Terrific. Bring it on. Always uh, happy to talk to you off air, on air. Call us uh, for the duration of this show. But if you want to ever talk about your workplace problem, no problem. Let's do that. Let's uh, connect. Let's discuss it. And let's solve those issues. No bad questions. I always say that. There's only answers. And, uh, you know, you, you most of the time, your workplace is going to be fine. Most of the time, you're going to work. You're going to be happy. You're going to not have issues. But every once in a while, issues happen. Your boss does something or says something. Some changes happen in the workplace. Maybe you're being mistreated. When those issues happen, you need to know your rights. Because guess what? The law is quite good. That's what we are here to do, to inform you of those laws, of your rights. So uh, take advantage. Call me on the show. Call me off the show. uh, And let's solve problems. But opening salvo, as you said, week there was. Let me tell you about a couple situations. So we're heading into summer uh, right now, and uh, uh, many people, many young people, high school students, uh, university students are going to be looking for their summer jobs. And uh, so I had a, call, a guy contact me, a young man contact me uh, very recently. Uh, he had accepted a summer job. He was in university. And uh, unfortunately, after two shifts, exactly two shifts, his employer came to him and said, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's not working. I'm going to have to let you go. It wasn't clear whether it was because there's lack of work or maybe they just didn't like this guy. Uh, and they, they, they walked him out two shifts. So he contacted me, just curious what, uh, what his entitlements are. And, you know, it got me thinking, well, wait a second. This is actually a big deal and it's something we need to talk about. So here's the thing, and this is important for employers hiring summer students and certainly for those getting summer jobs. When you accept a job for the summer, whether it's two months, three months, four months, that is a fixed-term agreement. That is an agreement to work for Hmm. a specific period of time. So what happens is if you're let go before the end of that term, the company has to pay you the difference. They have to pay you the balance of it. Now, going back to this person... He worked two shifts. He was supposed to work till the end of August. Well, guess what? Even though he only worked two shifts, his employer has to pay him till the end of August. Now, the only way an employer can avoid that is if the employer has the employee sign an agreement that gives the company an early exit. But I don't know about you. When I accepted summer jobs, I never had to sign a formal employment agreement. Most employers don't do that. But anytime you are in a fixed-term agreement and your employment is terminated before the end of that term, you have to get paid for the rest, for the balance. And, and think about it for summer students, for summer jobs. How many people are going to actually be let go before the end of that, that summer? It happens. And if they do, even if you may have only worked a day, a week, a month, you have to get paid for the rest of it. So this particular person, he's owed another three and a half, four months pay, even though he only worked two shifts. There's definitely important lessons there for employers. You want to use employment agreements. And for employees, certainly. Anytime you're on a fixed-term contract, whether it's for the summer, for a month, for a year, for two years, 
If your employer lets you go before, remember, they have to pay you the difference. They have to pay you for the rest of the contract. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, or if you prefer, it's one 225 talk That is toll-free. Early on the gun there, Chelsea, good to talk to you. How are you this evening? I'm great. Thank you. Yourself? Great. What's, uh, what's your concern? Go ahead. So uh, I uh, have a minimum uh, uh, payment job uh, in a uh, fast food industry, and I was off of work for a few years, and now I'm ready. I'm, I'm attempting to come back to work, uh, but I have a disability that uh, makes it impossible for me to do the job that I did do, and I did speak with the manager, so they want me to fill out a doctor's form. So the question I have is twofold. One, what if the manager, the doctor's note indicates I can no longer do the job and they can't find a job for me. I know they can let me go. The question is, what if they just say, like, how does the topic of severance even come up? And second of all, if they attempt to find me another position to try, but I can't do it because of the disability and they have to let me go again, if they say goodbye, how does the topic of severance even come up? So the severance comes up if you are let go. Uh, if they let you go, then you have to get paid severance, full stop. Now, how long have you been there? I've been there uh, for, I believe it's 11 years now. Okay. so The only problem is, of course, they've had three different corporations owning it. I, I don't doubt it. But but in the eyes of the law, you're still considered uh, an 11-year employee. And you could, you know, entry-level position, you'd probably be looking at eight, nine months of, of pay that, that you would be looking at. But in terms of your specific situation... If, in fact, you have certain limitations, they have an obligation to accommodate. They have to make all efforts to find a role or, or allow you to, to figure out a way to work given your limitations. If legitimately they can't, there's just nothing that exists that would meet your restrictions, they don't actually have to terminate at that point, okay? Uh, unless if unless your restrictions are permanent, they may say, okay, it's well, permanent. let's... They are permanent. It's permanent, and it's getting worse, yeah. Okay. Then if, in fact, uh, so is this a big company or a small company, by the way? Uh, it's uh, fast food. Okay. So but but is uh, are you working for a, a corporation that's big, or is yes. it like a franchise? No, corporation. Okay. So if, in fact, your your restrictions are permanent and there's never gonna, they're not, never going to be able to accommodate them, they can let you go by paying you your minimum termination entitlements, which is 19 weeks pay for you, Okay. That's what we call frustration of contract. Something has happened. The employment relationship has become frustrated, and they can let you go with paying you only your minimum entitlement. So that only happens, again, if they cannot accommodate you. If they choose not to accommodate you, they just add, ah, we don't want to. That is a human rights violation. That's a wrongful dismissal. That's a, that's a whole different ballgame. Uh, but how does severance come up? Like they say, well, sorry, we have to let you go and leave it at that. Or no, we can't hire you once the doctor's Well, if they don't it. pay you the severance, then you call me and I'll get you the severance. It's as simple as that. They they legally have to pay you that severance in that situation. They have to. So I don't bring it up to them. They Well, you, you certainly can. It's their obligation to do it. Uh, it, it. Obviously, you would want to bring it up to them if they don't automatically just pay it. Uh, oh. And and if they, they say, well, no, then you know that's illegal and you call me and I'll help you. Now, same thing, oh. by the way, if you do go back... To, to try a job and you can't do it, you can go back on a medical leave uh, or it could be, another, again, frustration or contract. If you no longer an are an employee there, they have to pay you severance. It's as simple as that. Uh, and uh, if they don't, if they don't pay it, if they don't want to, if they don't understand it, you call me and I'll help you.
Thank you. So the only other quick question is, if how long do I allow them to pay me severance if I don't bring it up at the meeting? Well, and they say nothing at the meeting. As, as soon as you know you're no longer employed there, then you ask for severance. If you, if okay. They'll tell you right away what their intentions are. Okay. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate your help. Thank you very much. Thanks, Chelsea. Chelsea, good uh, good call for uh, for an opener for sure. You want to reach out, which of course you'll want to with Lior after the show. Uh, moving forward, it is one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Help at employmenthour dot com to reach out through email, and for you as well. Just getting rolling here. Plenty of time for you to call in. That is a four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on your cell and one triple eight. 225 talk that is toll free so back to what we were talking about the week that was continue with i knew you had something else you wanted to get through right that's right uh so i i got a call from a lady who had uh, been let go she had worked for uh 18 years uh, at a school board she was the the person that, that uh goes in if if there's a, a child that has physical limitation she goes in to assess what kind of accommodation he needs you yeah. know yeah. Uh, ramps or special chairs etc she's been doing that for uh for about 18 years with the school board now she had uh, business cards with uh, the school board on them. Uh, she was on the on the school board's uh, website with her picture. Uh, she was at all staff meetings. I and smell the what's reason, coming. Though, yeah, exactly. You see what's coming. The reason I'm saying this is because despite what I just said, 18 years and all that, she was, quote, unquote, an independent contractor. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and when they let her go recently, they said, well, you know, you're an independent contractor. We decided to, to do something else in this role. So we wish you all the best. Uh, and she, for 18 years, she was treated on paper as an independent contractor. She paid her own taxes. They didn't withhold taxes, etc. But John, of course, you know this. Our regular listeners know this. Yeah. She was not an independent contractor. She could not be more of an employee if she tried. <laughs> There'd be it'd be physically impossible to be more of an employee than she is. And and, and this is an extreme situation. Again, business cards on the website. At yeah. staff meetings, 18 years. What else can there be? Right. So uh, despite this, they, they believe she's an independent contract. And this is a big organization. It's a school board. It's not some sort of a rinky-dink organization. Uh, and, and she probably is owed anywhere from 18 to 20 months of severance in this situation. They paid her nothing. So I'm going to help her get the severance. But just another reminder, one of many here, uh, that uh, it doesn't really matter how someone treats you on paper. The reality on the ground, on the floor, is what really matters if you look like an employee, which she did, if you act like an employee, which she did, then you are an employee. It does not matter what you signed. It does not matter what uh, taxes or how taxes are paid. The law decides how you are based on your relationship with the company. Going to move on to another phone call as we roll here. Uh, John, thank you for hanging on the line for a minute or two. Uh, how are you tonight? Hey, John. Hi. Oh, how are you doing? Great. Thank you. Good, pal. What's going on with you? Um, is it law that you have to that a company has to pay severance? Yes, it is law. Uh, it's it's not something that the company pays out of the goodness of their heart. Uh, it is law. Now, every situation is different in terms of the amount of severance, right? So it's not okay. necessarily fixed that every person gets X or Y. But yes, th- right. legally, okay. a company yeah. that lets a person go has to pay them their termination entitlements, has to pay them their severance. Okay. Now, if if the company closes down and the company actually is has been taking money out of the company for there's no money to pay severance. Well, you, you know the old saying, right? You can't get blood from a stone. Now, right. that doesn't change the legal obligation. Legally, you still have to pay it. But if there isn't any money, 
listen, if I owe you a uh, million dollars, I don't have a million dollars. So you can sue me, right? And you will be successful, but I'm still not going to be able to pay you because I don't have the money. So it's the same thing in a situation where there's literally physically no money to pay severance. You know, a company probably is bankrupt in that situation. But the fact that the company is struggling legally does not change the obligation to pay severance. And now, a company that's struggling may have assets, right? They may have inventory. They may have uh, accounts receivable. They may own uh, equipment. So th- they yeah, may have yeah. to do uh, someone that's owed severance can enforce against that. But if there's no assets and no money, then a company like that is insolvent and uh, you're not going to be able to get anything out of them. Yeah, no, no. They have uh, they have money. They're just pocketing a lot of money, and they're just. I just think they're going to run out of money to pay severance. That's all. But they're not going bankrupt. I think they're just selling and getting rid of the company. So, is it a situation where uh, you, you haven't been let go, but you're concerned what happens if you're let go? Right. If they sell, they sell the company about severance, and if there's no money in the in the in the pot, what do you get? Right. Well, the, here's the nice thing, though. If they sell the company, you know that there's money. Right, because they would have gotten money for the company, right? And and right. you'd be able to enforce against that. So I I wouldn't be too concerned about that. The only time a company can avoid is if they're they're actually bankrupt. If legitimately there's no money, okay. it doesn't really work when the owners kind of take money and 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 get rid of it. That that never works. Great, perfect. <laughs> okay. Thanks, John. Appreciate the call. You want to reach out uh, further? No problem. That is uh, 1-855-821-5900 and help at employmenthour.com. Your phone calls, bring them on. Lots of time. We'll take a short break here. 416-870-6400. Star 640 on your cell or one 225 talk That is toll-free. Employment Hour just getting rolling on a Wednesday night here on Global News Radio. Lots of time for your calls to come through. 416-870-6400. Star 640 on cell. And one triple eight two two five talk that is toll free. As we uh, continue on here, the process of obtaining better severance. You know, we we talk about how important it is to understand how much severance should be paid, but lots of people want to know if it's difficult to actually get it. So let's talk about that, right? Yeah, and then there's there's two main reasons why okay. people don't pursue their termination entitlements and potentially leave tens of thousands of dollars on the table. One is lack of knowledge that that they may not understand that they, they are owed a certain amount. They may not understand that what they've been offered is pennies on the dollar. And that, that's the purpose of the show, to inform people. But the other reason is people are afraid or, or don't understand the legal process. Yeah. How, how, what's involved in actually getting you what you're owed? People believe that it's long, it's complicated, it's expensive, it's risky, and they, don't, they avoid calling because of that. So we want to talk about that and, and to try to demystify that and assure people a, a bit about that process because guess what it's actually not bad at all uh, you know it's and we we've we've practiced this and we've heard this on the phones before and that's the fact that when employees first lose their job when the you know the shock the bucket of water hits their face severance probably is not the first thing on their mind right especially when they make that phone call to you no, most of the time when people call me, they're upset about losing their job. Yeah. Uh, they often want their job back, which I understand. They think they, and, and they write that they've been wronged. Uh, the, the reality is, though, the reason I focus on severance with, with people that have lost their job is because that's the only thing really that the law can do. The law can't make your employer a better person. They make, can't, can't make them uh, make better decisions, and they can't make them take you back. They can only compensate you by way of severance. So even though a lot of people call me, not because of severance. They call because they're upset about losing their job. In reality, in the eyes of the law, this is a severance issue, which is why we talk about that on this show. 
How's it actually, uh, how do you actually accomplish that, getting fair severance, as you call it? So usually it's a simple process that involves us in, uh, getting the company or uh, getting the company to get involved in a negotiation, okay? Right. Engage in a negotiation. It's as simple as that. It oftentimes does not even require legal proceedings. I would, once I understand the situation, I would write the company what I call a demand letter. In the letter, I outline why uh, the person is owed certain, certain amounts, why they're owed more than they've been offered, and I would make a certain offer for, for uh, severance. In most cases, the vast majority of cases, the company responds back. We engage in a negotiation back and forth and resolve it. It's as simple as that. People think, oh, my God, court. People think, oh, my God, lawsuits. Uh, not that it's a big deal if it goes that way. But yeah. in most cases, John, it's not necessary. It's it doesn't happen. We can resolve it back and forth within you know a couple of weeks, two three weeks with a couple of letters, and that is it. So don't be afraid of the process. If that process doesn't work, we may have to take legal action, which is also not a big deal. But frankly, that is the exception. Again, don't be afraid of the process. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on cell. We'll get to our uh, phone calls. I always top priority. Sue, your uh, your call is pretty timely. What's your concern tonight? Um, I was just calling. I was just let go from my company, and I've been there twelve years. And I got a severance. I got a package. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just wondering, do they do it like um, two weeks for um, for twelve years? payout or is it a week for every year great call that's why we do the show so so i know you you've just told me you've been there for 12 years what kind of a job and how old are you i'm in my 50s and i was just general labor in a warehouse all right so you would be owed right around 10 months pay okay 10 months pay now uh what have they offered you uh well uh they offered me 36 weeks 36 weeks. Oh, God, you're going to make me do math. Uh, th- that That is what, uh, eight, nine months, something yeah. like that? It's nine uh, months. Yeah. Oh, well, see, I'm a lawyer and mathematician. Oh. So uh, so it, it does fall, you know, anywhere from one to two months shy of where it needs to be. It, it's not the worst severance offer that I've seen. Uh, oftentimes, I see people in this your situation offered three months pay. Uh, but it, it, there's still a bit of a delta there, a difference one or two months and as i was saying just before we took your call it could be as to resolve it it could be as simple as sending a letter uh you know i'd say okay it should be 12 months and then we resolve it on the basis of 10 months so if you want my help in doing that yes we can absolutely do that not the worst offer but it does fall one to two months pay shy of where it needs to be oh okay i just wasn't sure i was a big shock when i went into work on monday and been there for 12 years yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah. Of course, it's always a shock. Like, unfortunately, they're allowed to do it, but they have to pay severance. And it's not a month per year or two weeks per year. It's based on your age, your position, and the length of your employment. And, yes, if you want my help to get that extra month or two pay, happy to do so, Sue. So reach out to me. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Sue. Appreciate that call. And that number, one one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. We will move on to uh, to Rob here. Hey, Rob, you're, uh, you're up. How are you, pal? Good, buddy. How are you? Good man, what's on uh, what's on your mind tonight? Well, uh, 19 years with a company. Uh, I had to take a year off last year to get a new hip put in. I'm 58 years old, um, and I was quickly kind of served. Uh, and my other hip's not great, but that's besides the point, I guess. But and they know that um, I was served with a PIP program, so a performance improvement plan, mm-hmm. and they laid out a bunch of markers that I had to hit before a certain date. 
And if I don't, you know, get close to those markers, I can be terminated. Whether I will or not, that's that's coming up, I guess. But uh, so I'm curious. Um, I guess for 19 years uh, with the company and uh, my age, I guess. And what am I entitled to if, in fact, mid June they say you haven't met your uh, your quotas here? And and I'm a service guy. So now, uh, Rob. Did they give you this as soon as you came back from your medical leave? No, no, I've been back for about a year. Okay, now. good. Okay, so yeah. so you don't think it has anything to do with your medical leave? Uh, other than the fact that they, my boss is aware that uh, my right hip is on its way out, and probably within a year or two, I right, I will have to have it replaced. So, um, to the extent that your 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 health your medical situation impacts your performance. They need to know that, and, and even if you say they know that, I want you to put that in writing. Uh, just you know, to explain, because of my hip, I have these issues, and, and, and make sure that they're aware so that it's difficult for them to say that you're not doing a good job because you're just not trying. Number one, that, that's very important. But the reality is this. Any way you slice this, Rob, if they decide to let you go in June, they yeah. have to pay you severance. Doesn't doesn't matter performance improvement plan or not there's no way they can let you go without severance after 19 years not not happening so right. 19 years service job uh how old are you rob 58 you're looking at about 18 months pay okay 18 months pay is what they would owe you that's based on your 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 total earnings uh, salary benefits if there's a bonus anything that you would have received as an employee anything less than that would not be appropriate so i would put it in writing about your your uh medical limitations or or how your your condition may impact your job but right. either way if they let you go uh yep. anything less than 18 months you know you get on the phone and you call me very good i appreciate that Thanks, Thanks Rob. Rob. Appreciate that. You want to uh, call in or call afterwards, one 821 5900 would be the number. Going to move on to uh, James. Hey, James. Thanks for calling in tonight. How are you? Well, and yourself? Good, pal. What's uh, what's your concern? Um, uh, I uh, I got laid off last year, got a good severance package, whole nine yards. I'm, uh, I'm in late career right now and don't want to go back to what I was doing. So what I'm doing is uh, working for some temp agencies until I can find a regular part-time job that I that I like. And uh, one of the agencies on Friday that I just kind of signed up with, they, I'd seen the ad and, and applied for it. It's one night's work. So whole bunch of paperwork, whole nine yards. Um, they send me an email saying, yeah, you're going to be working this night, five to nine hours, which was last Friday. Well, uh, starting at nine o'clock at night. Well, last Friday at uh, uh, 3.30, 4 o'clock, they send me an email and say, uh, yeah, the customer's canceled this for tonight. Uh, you're, you're not working. Mm-hmm. Um, am I entitled to any pay for that? So you'd be entitled if you can show that because you're waiting to do this job, there's maybe another job that you didn't uh, take on. I don't know that that would be so hard potentially to show. So yeah. you'd have to show some sort of a law. So I, I booked off this time to work for you, and uh, because uh, I didn't, or, or or because I did that, I I lost something else that I could have done. So yeah, potentially yes. But the problem you have is more of a practical one, because yeah. I could tell you yes, you are owed uh, to be paid for that shift 100 percent. The reality is that if they're not going to do it, your only recourse is to take legal action against them, which probably doesn't make sense for the one for the few hours of work. 
so, exactly what I figured, right? It, so it's not so much are you owed. I can absolutely make an argument that you wrote it. It's a, it's, it's a practical matter. They're not going to pay it to you unless you take legal action, I don't think. And it doesn't make sense to take legal action because, you know, just, you know, filing a, the, any paperwork is going to cost you 100 bucks, And you know what I mean? So it yeah, doesn't make is, any sense. Yeah, which is what I figured. Other, other question regarding, like, camp agencies and stuff like this. If uh, um, uh, if the, I work one job where they we do twelve hour shifts or whatever, and sometimes they'll call me after the shift starts, and it's it's out of town. It's about forty five minutes away, and so when I get called in like that, um, I'm used to working in an environment where you get called in, you get paid right for the time you get called, in, you get to work right, and they're just like, yeah, no, you don't get paid, you get you get there. Gen, you know, generally speaking, you you don't get paid for travel to work or from work unless you're bringing with you materials or equipment for the job. So if yeah. you're just commuting, then no. They, even though it may be 45 minutes or however long, they don't have to pay you for the time it takes you to get to the job. Uh, again, unless you're bringing equipment that they, they've asked you to bring. Beyond that, they don't have to pay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, excellent. Thanks. I uh, appreciate the uh, the information and keep up the good work as always. Thank you. Uh, James, you're right. You're a good man. Thanks for uh, thanks for reaching out. Help at employmenthour.com, by the way, for any further questions or 1-855-821-5900 to call in here and stay on the line. Be patient. We'll get to you. It's 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. And we're talking to, uh, to Jane. Hey, Jane, thanks for hanging on for a few minutes. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Great. What's, uh, what's your concern? So I'm calling actually on behalf of my friend. My friend lost her job of eight and a half years. Um, she was offered a severance package of 14 weeks um, from the ESA. Um, she did contact a lawyer, and she's working with a lawyer, but this has been going on since November, and she's afraid to ask her lawyer um, to speed it up or how do you speed it up. Or So I was just wondering for her, is there like a timeline where both parties, meaning her lawyer and the ex-employer, have to come to an agreement? No, not necessarily. It's the, her lawyer's job. It's the employee's lawyer's job to push the matter to a resolution. I can tell you that oftentimes the lawyers for the employer are going to be more than happy for this to take uh, a year, two years, ten years. You know what I mean? So it, it's up to the employee's lawyer. On average, on average, if legal action is required, I, I, I talked a couple minutes ago, a few minutes ago about the fact that in most cases, legal action may not be required at all and can resolve in two to three weeks. If legal action is required, on average, if the matter is handled properly, it takes three to four months to resolve. And, and I say on average, but I would say that most cases would take that long. So if, if now we're in May and the case started in November, I would want to know what's happened, uh, what's been done on the case. Is there anything scheduled? Is there a mediation scheduled? Is there a, a pre-trial conference scheduled, a court date scheduled? Uh, you know, I can't, without having that information, I can't tell you whether the matter is being handled appropriately. What I am concerned about is something that you said that she's she's afraid to ask her lawyer. To me, that that's that's almost nonsense in the sense that that's why she has a lawyer for her lawyer to tell you here's here's what's happening, here's what's next, and and here's how we're going to get this resolved. And if she has a question or concern, she has to talk to her lawyer. And if she's not and comfortable I, doing that, th there's a problem. She should move on. And see, that's what I said. But she she has um, obtained a lawyer that doesn't get paid unless she gets paid. Right. So in her eyes, she feels like she shouldn't be hounding the lawyer. Well, she, no, she absolutely shouldn't. She absolutely shouldn't. But she has a right. In fact, she has an obligation for herself to know what's happening with her case. 
Jane, if she wants a, a, a second opinion on her case, have her call me. I'll take a look at her case. I'll give her my thoughts as to what's happening, what should be happening, and if it's handled properly, have her do that. I'll be happy to talk to her. Thanks for the call, Jane. We'll give you the number, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred 855 is how we roll. We'll get to uh, to Jeff. Hey, Jeff, how are you? Thanks for hanging on, pal. Hello? Hey, Jeff, go ahead. Hey, how are you? Good, man. What's up? Hey, so question. If you're working at a company for, say, 25 years, and then mm-hmm. you, left the co- you left the company, and then you came back after nine months to the same company, is there any, like, say you got laid off, would you be entitled to any kind of severance. Yeah, well, absolutely. In situation where you have a small gap, and, and you know, nine months in a span of 25 years is a, it's considered a small gap. In the majority of these cases, you would be considered to be a 25-year employee unless, unless when you came back, you signed an employment agreement that says you're a new employee, you're on probation, uh, et cetera, et cetera. If you sign an agreement that makes it clear and explicit that uh, that they're treating you as a brand new employee and that's it, then then you're a new employee and if you're let go, your severance is going to be calculated based on your your recent tenure. But uh, unless you sign something like that, you may be considered to be a 25 year employee. So okay, I signed something. So yeah, it's I, I would want to know what you signed, Jeff. So if you want to send it to me, uh, or you can connect with me off air and send it to me, I'll tell you if it changes anything. Now keep in mind, even if you came back. Uh, and your let go after a few months of coming back, you're still going to be owed severance. It won't be as much as if you're a 25-year employee, but you could still be owed a few months' pay. So don't assume you're not getting anything. But if you want to know whether what you signed limits you or if that affects your entitlements, reach out to me off air, and I'll t- take a look and let you know. Sure. Sounds good. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate that. And here is that number, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Email is help at employmenthour.com. Uh, Nick, you're up next. Thanks for hanging on. How are you, Nick? Very good. Hi, guys. Thank you for taking my call. No uh, worries. My, Go ahead. My situation here is I have a daughter uh, who's uh, turning 20. She's been working over three years for a small private food service company. Part-time, obviously, she's a youngster working part-time minimum wage. Uh, which recently uh, moved uh, to $14 not too long ago. Uh, but we, one thing we noticed, and this is the issue, is that uh, none of the pay stubs have vacation pay. And you're talking about, I mean, like, let's say 15 hours, maybe up to 20 hours a week over three years of no vacation pay. What's our recourse there? So has she taken vacation? No. So it's she hasn't taken job. vacation, paid vacation, yeah. and they're not putting it on the check? Yeah. Okay, well, first thing she does is she's, she's going to go there and say, what about my vacation pay? Did you ask that question? Uh, we haven't. Uh, we just realized this recently. We just uh, literally were Googling it yesterday. <laughs> so, so with vacation, there's two options. Either she takes paid vacation or yeah. they, they, they put it on, on, on every check. Those are right. really the only two options. If, they, if neither of that has happened, they owe her vacation pay. And, and potentially they owe her for the full three years. Usually uh, it's only two years, but in this situation, actually maybe for the full three years. So she okay. needs to t- talk to them and ask for her vacation pay. If okay. they say no, she files a complaint with the Ministry of Labor, and she'll get potentially three years worth of vacation pay. Okay, great. Excellent. Okay. okay. Thanks, Rick. Thank you yep. Thanks, no Nick. worries. Thanks. Thanks, pal. Appreciate it. Uh, Nick, thank you for calling in. 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. Got uh, Mark up next. Hey, Mark, thanks for hanging on. How are you? Hello. Hey, Mark. How are you doing? Good, sir. What's I'm, going on with you tonight? 
Okay, I was working for a company um, for uh, about oh, six years, okay. and I was just let go on Friday, or sorry, Monday, and they gave me uh, an email stating that I had two weeks in lieu of notice and severance pay of $2 a day, or yeah, two days for each year of uh, service. Mm-hmm. And you're working, uh, I can tell you right now, for a federally regulated employer, right? Uh, yeah, I was tra- talking to a truck, a truck company. Yep, yeah, go ahead. And I was just wondering, is that, is that um, enough? No, it, it, no it's I mean, not it's... Not even close, uh, Mark. It, it, those are your minimum entitlements, fair enough, but that, that has nothing to do with your full entitlements, which are much more. So okay. uh, how, how old are you, Mark? I'm 53. I just turned so, 53. You, you'd be old right around six months, but you're kind of a, a classic month-per-year guy. So okay. right around six months, it could even be slightly higher, seven or eight, but but six months is my best assessment of your entitlements, and that's, okay. uh, you know, I, I think a heck of a lot more than what they've told you they're going to pay you. So, yes, you've been wrongfully dismissed. Uh, that's the bad news. The good news is that that's easy to resolve. There's nothing to it. I want you to reach out to me off air, Mark. Let me help you oh. out. A, a letter or two is going to do it. Uh, okay. You're, you're uh, easily six months pay. Okay, great. Uh, so I just... Uh... Just listen, then how do I get a hold of you? I'll give it to you right now. I'm going to give it to you right now. I'll write this number down, 1-855-821-5900. Again, 1-855-821-5900. An email is simply help at employmenthour.com, Mark, so use that. And uh, and get on it. Kevin, thank you for hanging on. Good evening. Hi, how you doing? Good, sir. What's up with you? Uh, Well, I worked for a company for 25 years. Uh, they let me go. They said it was uh, performance. I was going through some stuff at home. and um, Anyway, they let me go. Uh, they gave me zero severance. Wow. Um, they used the term uh, just cause. Yep. They had just cause to let me go. And you said uh, 25 years, right, Kevin? 25 years, yep. Well, let me say this. Uh, obviously, I don't know anything about the performance issues that they say they've had with you, but I can tell you this. After 25 years, to let you go for cause as a result of performance reasons is almost impossible. Now, the reason I'm, I'm saying that because just cause is for people that have done such a bad job. It, it, it's, it's such a high standard that it's almost inconceivable that they would meet it in your situation. It's for the worst offenders. I can almost yeah. guarantee you, and this is just you and, you and I talking for 20 seconds, but I can almost guarantee you that you'd be owed full severance. Now, 25 years, Kevin, what kind of a job and how old are you? Uh, I'm 56, and yeah. it's a trucking job. So um, someone in your situation would be owed anywhere from 18 to 20 or 22 months pay, 18 to 22 months pay. So, okay. again, months, not weeks. So we go from cause, and by the way, I'm not going to pick on, on trucking companies but I've dealt with them for many years. They're notorious for trying to terminate for cause when there isn't cause. Right. So you're owed that severance, uh, Kevin. I, I'm not going to give you an option, okay? For you, okay. I'm going to make. You're going to have to call me off air and connect with me because we're talking uh, you know, in, anywhere from 18 to 20 months pay. That's a significant amount that you're owed. Absolutely. So the only thing they did do was after they terminated me. So they terminated me last July, last June. Right. I guess it was July. Um, so I think in October or November, they finally uh, gave me an offer of a settlement. Okay. So the settlement was $25,000. Mm-hmm. 
right? I don't think is even close to that. No, it's not. And I, you didn't sign it, right? But, yes, because they made me sign it, or else they wouldn't give me any money. Oh, then I'm sorry, my friend. Unfortunately, because you've accepted it, then then no, I, I can't help you. You've accepted what they've offered you. So even though you would have been owed 18 months pay, whatever that is in terms of dollars, once you've accepted it, there's nothing I could do. I'm sorry. Really? Yeah. No. Because it you, it's under force. No, uh, that unfortunately they offered you something and you accepted. That's there's a contract in place because of that. So unfortunately, Kevin, that there's an important lesson there for everyone here. Yeah. When you lose your job, you have to get advice, and you cannot accept anything without getting the advice. Otherwise, you'll find out, like in this situation, that you could have been owed three times what you've received. A terrible situation. I really wish there was something I could do. Kevin, appreciate the call. Regardless, John, got about a minute here. You want to squeeze in your question quickly? Go ahead. Absolutely. I've been sure. employed for a company for 18 years. Today, they tell me due to restructuring, they no longer need me. Director of operations, uh, grew the business in Toronto, company based out of uh, southwestern Ontario, and restructuring 18 years, and they offered me 18 weeks. 18 weeks? Wow. Weeks. How, uh, how old are you, John? 48. So, and obviously a senior position, uh, probably about, uh, about 18 months pay is what you're owed, months, not weeks. So as long as they replace the weeks with the months, you're fine. Uh, no, th- 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 that's, that's not even close, John. So you've been wrongfully dismissed. Bad news. Good news. Easily, easy to resolve. So let's you and I connect as soon as possible off air. Let me uh, do what I do and get you what you're owed. It was wall-to-wall phone calls. Appreciate everyone calling in, getting your questions answered. And, yeah, make those phone calls, man. Write that number down. Catherine, you as well, if you want to follow up after the show. 1-855-821-5900 is the number. Help at employmenthour.com. And before you sign anything and make that mistake, like we've heard, severancepaycalculator.com. And then call Lior right after that.